0: This is the All-In Clemson Tigers podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers.
1: Welcome in everyone to a brand new episode of the All-In Clemson Tigers podcast. I'm I'm your host, Briley Hughes, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Carter Hughes, Here's what's coming at you in this episode today. We're going to break down the Georgia Tech game, give you the key takeaways. There were some important lessons that we can learn from the game, so we're going to bring those to you. After that, we're going to talk about, we're going to go around the program, or we're going to talk about the biggest storylines from this past week around the program, around the the Clemson Tigers program. Next, we're going to give you a preview of the huge game this week, Texas A&M. They're coming to Death Valley. Here's what you need to watch for. We're going to break it all down for you. And then last but not least, we're going to make fun of Jimbo Fisher and Paul Feinbaum in Clemson and Clems out. But first, let's just hop right into the key takeaways from the Georgia Tech game. Carter, how's it going? Good to see you. Doing good.
2: Glad to be back. One week of football down.
1: That's right. It was a fun weekend. I'm glad football is here and I, I've missed it so much.
2: Yeah, I'm glad my weekends are taken up now. I've That's got right. Scheduled every Saturday for some football.
1: That's right. I mowed the lawn a couple of times every weekend because I was so bored. <laughs> Not really. Not didn't do that. But uh, now I just watch Clemson football. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about the game. Uh, Clemson spanked Georgia Tech, 42 or 52, 14. And uh, game day was there. I think the eyes of the nation was were really on Clemson that day, and I think. Clemson showed up to play and they at least won. That's the most important thing, right?
2: They yeah, won. I think you said it right. They at least won. It definitely wasn't their best game, that's for sure. But it was it was definitely game one of the season. But I think there's some positives to take away from it and move on from there at least. Certainly,
1: yeah. So now Clemson under Dabo Sweeney is ten and one in opening games. They lost to Georgia in 2014, but other than that, Dabo is perfect in uh, opening games. They also played 90 players apparently. That's what several of the coaches said in their post game interviews. Before this we started recording, we looked up how many players were on the
2: Clemson roster. How many did you say there were? I, I think there's 98. I didn't know you could have that many players on a roster. I thought there would be a limit at least, but yeah. I guess not.
1: I am unaware of those rules. We should have looked it up. And although we, we did see that there was like three place kickers and three punters <laughs> yeah. and three long snappers. So I have to imagine that not all of them played too.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. Okay, let's get into a little bit some more real takeaways. Let's get into the good stuff here. Uh, I think one of the biggest things we learned is that Clemson showed plenty of offensive balance this last game. And the main reason for that was that Trevor Lawrence didn't have a great game. Um, you were pretty critical of him before, uh, as we were watching the game and as we were talking before we were started recording this episode, he didn't look that sharp. And for someone who came into this season with a lot of expectations, are you worried at all about him?
2: Uh, I wouldn't say worried just quite yet. Um, It's going down that path, even though it's just game one. I mean, I said last week not to base too much on this game. It's just week one, and that's just what I'm going to do. It's Obviously, it's one bad game. There's a lot of pressure on him. Um, It definitely was not his best performance. But there were some, some takeaways from it that he can improve on. Um, but I'm not worried about him quite yet, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not too worried about him either. I think he's going to come out next week and chuck the ball around and be a lot sharper and better. Yeah, He's definitely. got too much talent to have a sophomore slump, as they say. I have to imagine. But um, despite that, despite the fact that uh, Trevor Lawrence didn't have a great game, Clemson still racked up 632 total yards of offense. And that was all due to the running game being amazing and Travis Etienne showing up and putting on a show. Uh, And I think this bodes well for Clemson. I think we saw that even though Trevor Lawrence didn't have a good game and the passing game wasn't great. I mean, granted, they still picked up big chunks of of yards in the passing game. They don't necessarily need Trevor Lawrence to be the Heisman-level Trevor Lawrence, game in and game out, they can rely on Travis Etienne to carry them in the games that they need him to do that.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, even nonetheless, even just with this game, with the running game that's established now, uh, teams coming in like Texas A&M now has to worry about the running game that's just could open up the passing game for Trevor Lawrence even more. Yeah. So that was that was really good to see the running game come together so well.
1: Yeah, it's like a pick your poison type of thing. Are you Georgia Tech obviously the coaches were saying they wanted to throw the ball more, they were planning on throwing on planning on throwing the ball more, but Georgia Tech took it away. And they were daring them to run. So they ran. It's really tough for defenses to take away both the passing game and the running game. Pretty yeah. much impossible. And that's I what said. I mean.
2: Clemson took what they gave him. That's I mean, that's and what you they do, do as a football team. Yeah.
1: So yeah, and I was actually really encouraged to see that that they weren't trying to force The game, They weren't trying to force their game plan into what the defense was showing. They instead tailored their, actually in-game, they made adjustments, and they decided to run the ball instead, and it was successful. Yeah, so that was great. Uh, I think another great takeaway, and this has to do with um, the running game and how many yards they were able to pick up, the lines looked really good, the offensive line and the defensive line. Uh, The offensive line returns four starters from last year's line, so there's already that, um, that chemistry among them that's good. They didn't give up a sack. They made pro football focuses top offensive lines from week one. Um, they were really dominant. And I think that is a really good sign, especially heading into a game where you're going to play a more talented team in Texas A&M. Um, and your team generally centers around your quarterback. And so you <laughs> want to be able to protect him. So it was good to see that they didn't give up a sack and they just bullied Georgia Tech around. It I mean, there was no question about it that Clemson yeah. had the better line. Um, but on the on the flip side, the defensive line also had a really good game. And the defensive did, line yeah. was one of the main questions. We talked about it last week. One of the main questions heading into this season was how how is this team gonna replace all the talent that they that they lost up front on the defense? And I think if you had any questions about that they're not totally answered but you got an answer for sure on that goal line stand specifically yeah. is what i'm thinking and we can talk about the hit that Trevor Lawrence <laughs> landed on uh, that Georgia hit. Tech player uh, but and he saved that touchdown which gave the defense the opportunity to put up that goal line stand so if you don't know what we're talking about Trevor Lawrence threw a pick Georgia Tech returned it to the 2 yard line yeah. and Clemson held Clems- the Clemson defense held them they didn't score. Uh, they ended up getting the ball back on an interception. So that was really great to see. They produced four turnovers as well, two fumbles, two interceptions, and they only gave up 157 rushing yards. I say only. That, that seems like a lot. Amount. Yeah. Except Georgia, that's all Georgia Tech was doing. They were just running the ball, and uh, obviously they've come in and they're they're trying to pass. They're, they're trying to throw the ball more, but they're just not built that way. Yeah, they're not. That team is built to run the ball, and giving up. 157 yards uh, to that team,
2: I think is okay. Yeah, when that team, I think, averaged 350 yards last year. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think we can say, we'll, we'll give them a winning grade on that. And Brent Venables, the Clemson defensive coordinator, said that they only they expected about 50% of what they saw. And this was a tough game to prepare for going into it because this was a whole new staff. Georgia Tech had new system. There wasn't a ton of film on them.
2: And overall,
1: I would say Clemson... Did well.
2: Yeah, right? they did well. I mean, that's what we brought that up last week, saying that they don't know what's coming at them, and I, I think they did a good job of uh, just taking what came at them right out, right on the spot, and they did a good job with it.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Um,
1: yeah. So I think something else that we learned, though, and I don't know if this is as much as a key takeaway necessarily as much as it is to be expected, but uh, they looked a little rusty. They they need to clean some stuff up, especially yeah. since. Uh, there's no more time to clean stuff up. You don't have any more cupcake
2: games. say this could be the season right here this next week for them. I mean, this is is big time, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. So
1: um, Clemson had three turnovers in this game. They had six penalties. I believe five of those were on offense, just kind of shooting themselves in the foot. And if I remember correctly, most of those were on first down plays between holdings and false starts. They were really just backing themselves up. And on defense there were a lot of missed tackles. A
2: lot. Yeah. That's that was probably one of my biggest takeaways from the first half. Just again, it was game one. It's sloppy, but there was so many missed tackles that they could have capitalized on and they just flat out missed them. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could have they
1: probably would have shut Georgia Tech out had they tackled well. (laughs) I agree with that. Yeah. Uh would be my Uh, estimation. But Dabo said several times after the game that the team is a work in progress, obviously, uh, which I'm okay with him saying,
2: but... What else is he going to say after that? I mean, they still beat beat up Georgia Tech. I mean, he knows there's plenty of mistakes. I'm sure he yelled at them quite a bit. (laughs) They weren't going to lose to Georgia Tech. Yeah.
1: And overall, I think they came out, I think they can be pleased with it. Obviously, there's always going to be things to clean up, but they came out Pretty clean overall, I would say. Yeah,
2: there's improvements to make, but that's it's just game one. So,
1: yeah, they set set themselves up well for next week, the all important next week. Last, a little bonus takeaway I had was hey, guess what? Clemson has a kicker. (laughs) What do you know? (laughs) Uh, I've been talking about this for a while, the past couple of years. This summer, I wrote about it. Um, Clemson's kicking game has not been good over the past couple of years and if you know anything about Alabama and you followed them they've lost championships because their kicking game has not been very good so that was my concern for Clemson you never know when you're going to be in one of those situations where you have a bad game and you need your kicker to come through and make a chip shot Mm -hmm. or even a long kick for you and I think Clemson found their kicker for the season Yeah, Um, they, they should be set to go when it comes to that. So, yeah, I think overall we're both pleased with with the game. Obviously, like we said, there's some things that Clemson needs to do to get better, and they need to do it quick. And I'm sure they address it this week in practice, but overall compared to other teams, their first game, I think Clemson seemed well prepared. I think they're going to be back into the swing of th- things and they got to win. That's all that matters. And nobody got hurt either. That's which really is a good point, yeah. As well. <laughs> Uh, Let's go around the program now. Trevor, can you hit that music for Around the Program?
0: It's always a big news week for the Clemson Tigers. Let's go around the program and discuss the biggest stories.
2: Outside
1: of it being the biggest game that Clemson has this season, most likely, the regular season at least. I'd say the biggest story around the Clemson Tiger program was the news that Amari Rogers could return this week against Texas Um, A&M. Dabo said that he could play this week. He said anything is possible. Uh, Most recently, he said that he's hopeful that he can play. He said that he's really close to getting back after he tore his ACL during spring practices his right knee. Uh, This is pretty incredible. That's a real quick turnaround for someone who tore his ACL.
2: Yeah it's a quick turnaround but it's just a massive positive for this Clemson team. Just adds another weapon to already stacked offense and wide receiver core.
1: Yeah exactly. Not that they needed another weapon mind you but they'll take him. I think it doesn't hurt. Yeah yeah I mean Rodgers had 55 receptions last year he had 575 yards
2: uh, and what he had a pretty good game against Texas A&M right yeah it was one of his better games last year so he might be able to have another one of those if he's able to play that's for sure
1: yeah he racked up 73 yards on five catches last year against Texas A&M so this is a big deal and also he's their he was their main punt returner last year
2: yeah that Special teams always plays a big part. Like we mentioned last segment, we have kicker as one of the part of the special teams. Punt returners just as big.
1: Yeah, that third ass, that third category. Uh, you, you know, you got offense, defense, and special teams. Yeah, um, I think Clemson is going to be really good special teams wise, especially with Rogers coming back. Okay, so we'll we'll be interested to see if we see him on Saturday. Uh, something. A little bit random, actually. (laughs) This is a very random stat. (laughs) Uh, I was surprised when I saw this, but uh, everyone around Clemson knows the name Tavian Feaster. He was a big part of the team last year, but he transferred to USC uh, this offseason. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Trader. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm fine. I mean, whatever. But he became this last Saturday against UNC. He scored a touchdown for South Carolina, which made him the first player ever to score a touchdown for both Clemson and South Carolina. Uh, I don't know if it means anything. It's just more of, a, more of an
2: interesting stat. I was going to say, I thought this was a Clemson Tiger podcast.
1: <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I'd like to see him do well, except when they play each other. You know? uh, oh, I thought this was a Gamecocks podcast. Thanks for oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good to know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I'd like to see him do it's well, different. but funny stat yeah I mean for a program that's been around for each you know they've been playing each other for they've been arrivals for close to 100 years now and there have only been three players by the way who have ever played for both schools and he's one of them and he's the first player to ever score a touchdown for both of them I just thought that was interesting well that's that out yeah, yeah yeah I mean anyways I don't, I don't <laughs> know if anyone else finds that interesting but I, I thought we'd throw it in there uh yeah so those were kind of the big storylines from this week. Actually, the real storylines come half are centered around the Texas A&M game. So let's go ahead and start previewing that game now. So to give you a little peek behind the curtain here, uh, on a week to week basis, we let our producer Trevor listen to all the crap we don't want to listen to. (laughs) AKA the press conferences, the coach speak, all that stuff. And let him pull out the good stuff, uh, from those, from that sound. And I'm thankful he does that. He does it in between practice uh, class that excuse me. And he, anyways, he found some good stuff uh, from Jimbo Fisher. Good old Jimbo. We love Jimbo. Our favorite Jimbo of all time. How many Uh, Jimbo's do you know? (laughs) Yep. Just one. (laughs) Um, Okay. So to set this up, uh, we're going to play you a little Jimbo Fisher coach speak which mind you is at like 100 miles an hour this isn't sped up at all he just says this so here's 10, 10 seconds of jimbo fisher talking about this coming week you no know, before you play the game you have to prepare and i think that's what we have to do a great job of preparing during the week and not being ready to play until it's time to play but been understanding how to prepare but it's a it's a heck of an opportunity that's what you need <laughs> hey, prepare, you prepare, think they're prepare. gonna try to prepare i don't know <laughs> <laughs> he's just a funny guy to listen to i don't know he talks Super fast, but prepare. Yeah, so okay, Texas a m is going to prepare in case you didn't know that they had to have a press <laughs> conference just for that. Uh, coaches are funny things; they're just funny things. Okay, but the what made this especially funny is that not a minute before this, this is what else he had to say. Etienne, I believe is how you say it. I mean, he's a very, very talented running back. He's big, he's strong, he's direct, fast. One, I mean, can run with power, speed, catches the ball well. Who? Wait, who's? Tall and fast and strong. Did you catch that? (laughs) Here it is again. (laughs) Itning. One more time. (laughs) Itning. Who the heck is (laughs) itning? Okay, so just a minute before he was lecturing these reporters on how Texas A&M is going to be all prepared. Oh, we're going to prepare, 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 prepare. He wasn't even prepared enough to know the leading Heisman candidate right now, his name, the best running back in the nation, a running back that, by the way, they've play, he's played, this will make the third time, third year in a row now. What a goof.
2: <laughs> nah. Maybe give him a little bit of slack. Not much, though, because it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just funny. I,
1: he also said it on the Paul Feinbaum show later that day. I, I feel like someone would just say, hey, like, yo, Jimbo, this is how you say this person's name. <laughs> Travis ETN, by the way, in case you didn't know. All right, so that's. That's all the preview we're going to give you. Yeah, that's all you need to know. (laughs) Not really the important Um, things. Yeah, obviously this is a huge game. (laughs) Speaking of obvious things, uh, this this truly is probably Clemson's toughest test this season, at least in the regular season. Syracuse is going to be tough next week. uh, But by the way, I saw this. Syracuse isn't even favored according to ESPN's FPI rankings. They're not even favored to beat Maryland this year or this this week. Yikes. Uh, so maybe Syracuse won't be that tough of a test.
2: To be- in other words, Clemson could use this win.
1: Yes. Cle- I mean, yeah, we want Clemson to win. Clemson would get into the playoff if they lost this game and won out, but they need to win this game. This is the most important game. This is probably the best team they're going to play in the regular season. Oh, easily, yeah. And I think just as easily, this is the best quarterback that they're going to play this season. Uh, Kellen Mond looks really good this year, uh, and he knows it, too. He said during sec uh media days that in his opinion he said this in my opinion i'm the best one speaking of sec
2: quarterbacks confidence right there
1: yeah and i think outside of tua he's right there he's he's really good i watched the texas state game and you need to look at the highlights from that game i mean this this guy dropped dimes on his receivers it was incredible i think the craziest throw I mean, this is probably one of the best throws that I've seen, I was going to say this year, but this year hasn't been around all that long, (laughs) in a long time, let's put it that way, was he got flushed out of the pocket. He's scrambling to his left. He's right-handed, by the way. So he's scrambling to his left. He throws, kind of contorts his body, Patrick Mahomes-like, and chucks the ball 30 yards down the sideline and puts it right in the breadbasket of his his receiver. With a defender draped all over him, by the way. But right on the sideline, receiver gets one foot down right at the one-yard line. I mean, it was incredible. It, it was crazy. And then that may not even... I mean, actually, that was probably the best throw. But another amazing throw that he had, he, he felt some pressure. He stepped up in the pocket. He chucked the ball 40 yards into the end zone to one of his streaking receivers right down the middle of the end zone with two defenders on him on either side of the receiver. Right in the back of the end zone, puts it right over his shoulder, right in his hands. It was incredible. Now the receiver dropped the ball. Okay, so it didn't count as a touchdown. But it it was amazing. I mean, this kid is talented. He's good. And as much as we like to make fun of Jimbo, he's uh he's really good with quarterbacks. He knows how to produce and uh, nurture good quarterbacks. And so I'll I'll be interested to see Kellen Mund go up against a Clemson team that uh, has some questions on defense, I'd say. I'd say, yeah. And and don't forget that Mund threw 430 yards against Clemson last year in three touchdowns. 430, that's crazy. I mean, he was he, he played really well against Clemson, against a Clemson team that – a defense that is probably better than this year's defense for all we know. But what are some of the bigger matchups? What are some of the things that you're going to be looking for this Saturday?
2: Well, like you just mentioned, I'm I'm looking forward to see the Clemson's defense go up against A&M's offense. Um, as you mentioned, obviously, Texas am has got a passing game, that's for sure. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, Clemson's, uh, I'm more interested actually in the defensive line of Clemson to see if they can get some pressure on Kellen Mund to kind of relieve uh, Clemson's defensive backs. Um, I don't know if you mentioned it, but. Uh, Texas A&M's got some big wide receivers out there. They're big and they're tall and they're athletic. So, like, they're, I think they'll struggle with that a little bit. So, I'm interested to see if uh, Clemson's defensive line can relieve some of that pressure and get some pressure on Kellen just just to help the the defensive backs out a little bit.
1: Yeah, and um, watching the game last week, I think there's a real opportunity for them to do that. Uh, Texas A&M played Texas State that.
2: Storied program from the sun out,
1: Yeah, watch out for the – what's their mascot?
2: I, Texas Bobcat, State's I Bobcats? Think? I think Bobcats. Yeah, Bobcats. Yeah. Yeah. So we only know that from NCAA football. Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. <laughs> 2013. <laughs> uh, good recall.
1: Um, yeah, but uh, Texas State got a ton of pressure on Kellen Munt. They were knocking him down left and right. And, and the uh, Texas A&M's offensive line also didn't get a lot of good – much, um, excuse me, good push against the defensive line of Texas State on a couple of different uh, goal line situations where it took Texas A&M uh, two or three plays to get into the end zone. So, yeah, well, I mean, what are, we talked about last week in our season preview. One of the big questions for Clemson coming in was their defensive line. They lost a lot of great players mm-hmm. and talented players on that line. And I think the coaches are going to need to look at this game as a measuring stick to Find out the progress and to find mm-hmm. out if these new guys up front are truly ready for prime time. I
2: mean, there's no more time for dilly dally, yeah. I mean, I, I know it's <laughs> we were making a big deal only game one last week, this is only game two, but this game has a lot bigger implications on it. And like, this is where Clemson has to show up. Like, this I don't want to say they could lose their season if they lose, but like, this is the a margin lot bigger. for error, yeah, it's a
1: lot smaller mm-hmm. if you lose this game because. Their strength the schedule sucks. <laughs> it's really weak. <laughs> <laughs> they need to win the game, you know, the, the high-profile games. Yeah, I think the, one, of, one of the other things that needs to be watched is Trevor Lawrence this week. And I have to imagine that this might be the only week that we'll talk about Trevor Lawrence needing a bounce-back game. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's going to have many bad games. Like, I mean, it wasn't a terrible game. By all you know, measurements. It wasn't
2: up to his expectations, yeah, let's it, say that.
1: It wasn't up to his Heisman caliber abilities. Let's put it that way. And so, Texas A&M is a lot better than Georgia Tech. A lot we, better. You know, we think. We ho- I have to imagine. We'll find out this Saturday. But um, they have a much more athletic defense than Georgia Tech does. So, Trevor Lawrence needs to be sharper this game. And uh, the narrative is going to get really rough. For him, if he doesn't perform this game, people are going to really start to question him. And the pressure, I mean, he already, the the pressure on him is already immense coming into the season with those Heisman expectations. But if he hasn't back-to-back bad games, and one of those bad games is against the best team that you play this year, going into that Syracuse game, oof, that pressure is going to be, the talk of the town is going to be, what's going on with Trevor Lawrence? Is he in a sophomore slump? What's happening? So, it'll be I'm curious
2: to see him. Bound. I have I have every confidence that he will. Yeah, I was going to say I am not worried about it. I think it's kind of hard to have two performances like what he did in a row. I have full confidence in him. That he'll come out and have a way better game.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
2: And I think the thing that'll help him is that uh Etning is
1: just going to run all over <laughs> Jim Jim Fisher Jimbo Fisher's face. Just I almost said Jeff Fisher. <laughs> That (laughs) you ride the same boat Ah, as Ah dang it. (laughs) (laughs) No. I prepare, prepare, prepare. Um yeah, I think Etning is really just gonna tear it up. And and uh he's obviously a great player, but um (laughs) it'll be fun. I'm always glad to welcome good old Jimbo back to Death Valley. Love Jimbo. And by the way, actually, you know what? We're gonna talk about Dabo, Jimbo, who's better in our next segment. Let's go ahead and do that right now. Clemson, Clemson, out. Let's play this game, man. I'm looking forward to this.
0: Time for Briley and Carter to answer the important questions surrounding the Clemson Tigers in a little game we like to call Clems in or Clems out.
1: Real quick, before we start Clemson or Clemson out, now would be a good time to introduce you to our newest member of the all In Clemson Tigers podcast. Uh, Becky is her name. She's one of the producers here on the show. She's going to be helping us with this segment mostly. And I guess the best way to introduce you to Becky is to let her do her thing. So she's going to ask us the questions. Becky, first questions, Go. In or out, should Trevor Lawrence run the ball more?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm, that's a rough one, actually. <laughs>
1: like, i hey, heard- You should have taken after Jimbo. Did you prepare for <laughs> this? Prepare, prepare. Prepare, prepare.
2: No, I think it's actually kind of a stupid question, actually. No offense, Becky, or anything. Um, why does he need to run the ball more? Because. Well,
1: first of all, are you. What are you? Clemson or Clemson out?
2: Oh, uh, I'm going to go Clemson out for sure. I mean, you've got. Let's face it, I mean, you've got probably one of the best running backs in the nation. What are you trying to take away with like I don't know. Like
1: that It seems unnecessary. It I'm pumped out on this, by the way, too. And I'm you know, some of these questions are I'm maybe sort of in the middle, but I am all out
2: on this. Yeah, I mean there's no point, first off, there's the injury aspect of it. Like you don't want him to get hurt. But then obviously he can throw the ball, so the defense is ready. Going back and forth between the run and pass because you've got Etning.
1: Yeah, don't they already have like one of the most potent running games? Yeah,
2: like there's, I don't, no, nah, I'm definitely cleansed out on this one. Yeah, I, same. I, I don't understand it. I mean,
1: well, let's hear what what Dabo had to say after the game. Uh, so here's what he had to say about Trevor Lawrence's running. Yeah, he made it. I think he averaged eight yards per carry. I, I told, I was, I was bragging on uh, Linjay. I was bragging on him, man. he. He showed up. He did some nice things. And I was like, man, Lynn Jay averaged eight yards per carry, and everybody's all excited. I said, well, now that you're feeling good about yourself, like Trevor, you average eight yards per carry. So uh, it was awesome. You know, and that's what we need from him. He's got he's to make plays when it's there, and he's got to extend plays. Sure. I mean, I'll, I'll give Dabo that. If the play's there, extend the play. That's fine.
2: As you say, he's saying all that, like, Trevor Lawrence ran for 24 yards. I mean... Yeah. He had a touchdown. But he averaged eight yards. <laughs> yeah, I don't, there's I don't. just
1: been a lot of chatter about, oh, a new weapon for the Tigers. Lawrence is super athletic. He can run. I, I'm i sure he there can. There is nothing I want to see less than Trevor Lawrence running a quarterback power in the third quarter of the Georgia Tech game. Are you serious? Yeah. Give me a break. That's yeah, yeah. stupid.
2: Let's, don't say that. Let's just move on from there.
1: Give it to ETN. Let him run up the gut. All right. Next... In or out, is Trevor Lawrence still the Heisman favorite?
2: I'm going to definitely go Clems down on this one. Um, Mr. Negative this episode. That's who I am. That's my personality. Um, let's face it. like He can't be the favorite now after the game he had. That is game one. This is, I'm not really a big fan of this Heisman talk this early in the season. There's really no point to it. But like, you have your running back, Etienne, who had over 200 yards rushing and what was it, three touchdowns? Like... Obviously he's got to be ahead of Trevor Lawrence in the Heisman, but like I just don't see a huge point to talk about it Because it's game one. Yeah, but I'm out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on how you know the fray, How the question is phrased right now
2: What have you done for me now
1: is Trevor Lawrence (laughs) a favorite after last week? No But I am Clemson on him still being the Heisman favorite for the season I know Jalen Hurts had a great game over at Oklahoma. I know ETN had a great game as well. But I still think that Trevor Lawrence, he's got the hype behind him. Quarterbacks generally went, have recently won the Heisman. Uh, I, I'm going to go Clemson on this if we're talking the entire season. Oh, if
2: we're talking entire season.
1: Nope, too late. You can't. The, nope. Okay. nope, never nope. mind. Never Next. Mind. I'll
2: stick with my Clemson out then.
1: In or out. Do you agree with Paul Feinbaum that Jimbo Fisher is a better coach than Dabo Sweeney? <laughs> yeah, okay, before you answer this, let's go ahead and play the sound of this. This is pretty incredible sound. Here's Paul Feinbaum.
0: Sure is the best coach in,
1: in the game. I mean, I mean, would love to respect he's a better coach than Davo Sweeney. Um, Davo may have a, a great staff, but I'll take Jimbo any day and a one-off. And uh, you know, can he pull some magic out? He's going to need a lot of help to win this game. Wow, I just want to re- bring that point. You, you think Dabo Jimbo's a better coach than Dabo? Oh, I mean, if, if I'm sitting there at any school and I have the choice between Jimbo and Dabo, not even close. <laughs> I, I think my favorite part of that clip are the two <laughs> there's two producers sitting there with them, and after he says. Um, no offense, Jimbo Fisher, or whatever he says. They both look at each other, and they're like... <laughs>
2: you really just say that? <laughs> they're just that? incredulous. And, I, and then when they say, they're like, I just want to revisit that. Huh? I, who does Paul Feinbaum think he is to say that? Like, What is Jimbo... I know he's won a national championship, but like, what has he done other than that one season, really? Obviously, he's had good programs, but like, come on. I, I'm definitely Clems out on this one. Dabo Sweeney is a way better coach.
1: This is all you need to know. It mean... <laughs> I'm so clumps out on this. Well, Prepare. yeah, clumps out. I, this is ridiculous. I like Paul Feinbaum. I'm an SEC guy, just so you know. Um, I, I don't necessarily listen to his show, but I like the things that he has to say. This is ridiculous. Come on, Paul. Jimbo Fisher. I guess I guess the point he was trying to make is that he would take Jimbo Fisher in a single game scenario. But um, when he he further he he elaborated on this later on a different show and he said um, that he would he just thinks that Jimbo like he said that he thinks that Jimbo is a better coach and he thinks that Dabo he asked the question is Dabo actually a good coach or does he just have good staff around him? Well, Paul, (laughs) part of being a good coach is having a good staff, by the way, and it's also building a great program, which Dabo has done. Jimbo Fisher left, put he flame torch Florida State when he (laughs) left. I mean, it's ridiculous to me. And yeah, Dabo's won two national championships. Jimbo only has one. And I don't know. I just don't hear Dabo saying things like this. It means... I, anyway, I mean, Davos is some ridiculous We're not gonna let him as well
2: lose that. Yeah, well, at least <laughs> for this week.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, I hope Texas a and makes it to the playoff just so that we can play some more. <laughs> keep it going, man. Anyways, all right. So you were clumps out on everything.
2: I was. It was Mr. Negative today, as you would say. Yeah. All right. So. Well, we'll try to
1: prepare. So we'll we'll make sure Becky gives us some better questions next week so that we can give you a more positive answer i'd like to get
2: clemson on this season a little bit
1: yeah oh uh, we're all clemson this season. Let's oh yeah guys. we are okay well we're certainly clemson on this podcast right that's right oh, actually before we forget before we end you got a prediction on the game
2: uh, i do yeah i'm i'm taking clemson uh, i'm gonna say it's a close game but i'm gonna say clemson by a touchdown
1: okay all right i don't think it's gonna be a close game i think really? clemson wins i think they put up Somewhere in the 40 range. Really? And only give up somewhere in the 20 range. I don't know. I'll, I'll say like 45-24. Nah, something like that. Maybe it's close at halftime. I don't know. Anyways, all right. That's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll recap the Texas A&M, Texas A&M game. And we'll play some other games. We'll have fun. We look forward to seeing you then. Always love to have some fun. That's right. Thanks, Carter. See you next week. Later.
0: in on the best Clemson podcast around by subscribing on Apple podcast Spotify or wherever you get your podcast and while you're there it'd be cool if you left us a positive review Facebook Twitter Instagram join our community of all in Clemson Tiger fans just search for Clemson podcast this was the all in Clemson Tigers podcast the official unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers